0: 2022 has been a challenging year, to say the least, whether it was the market, inflation, or any of the other things that went on this year. The hope is that 2023 will be a much better year. And In this episode, we're going to share our three retirement tips for 2023, and we're also going to touch on what you should know about retirement if you're over the age of 50. All that and more on today's episode of The Retire One Show. Hello and welcome to the Retire Once Show, the show designed to help you get to retirement, but most importantly, stay retired. I'm your host Jonathan Rankin. I'm the founder and CEO of Theorem Wealth Management, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for being here. I hope everybody that's watching has had a great Thanksgiving, and you got to spend time with family, eat some good food. You All name it. Turkey. Yeah, turkey. Maybe a that's,
1: good solid nap after that.
0: Turkey, it's fine. I mean, Thanksgiving, let's just face it, it's it's a matte meal at best.
1: He's not insulting my cooking, just so everybody knows I don't make a turkey. No. But, you know, I feel like we should clear that up.
0: No, but no matter what, it's just, it's there's a reason why we only have it one time a year. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, hope you at least had great time. We've got a packed show for you today. But before we jump into what we've got, what do we want people to do?
1: We want you to subscribe. We want you to follow along on this retirement journey.
0: Yes, we do. So hit that subscribe button and make sure that you don't miss an episode of our weekly retirement podcast, as well as the retirement videos that we've been putting out. So check those out. Hit that subscribe button.
1: You don't want to miss it. Lots of great content.
0: Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about things that you should know when you're in your 50s about retirement. And then later on in the show, we're going to touch on our three retirement tips for 2023. Um, But first, I ran across this article that was originally published on GoBankingRates.com, but I saw it on Yahoo because I didn't even know GoBankingRates.com was a website, and it was the 45 things that every 50-something should know about retirement.
1: We're not going to go through every single one of them, obviously, because you know we, we know you got stuff to do, <laughs> but we are going to go through the top 10, or at least the ones that we found most important, That's right. starting with the top 10. So with that in mind, number one, have a retirement goal age.
0: I think that's pretty straightforward. I think that if you're in your 50s, at some point you probably don't want to work. So yeah, having an age that you are targeting for retirement, it doesn't mean things aren't going to change. For the most part, it's probably going to change. And it does for most people, but at least have something that you're shooting for.
1: Okay, so that's a really good place to start. It is. Number two, create a budget now.
0: Yes. Creating that budget is something that hopefully you did earlier, but if you're in your 50s, yeah, you want to start doing that because you don't want to get to the point where you're thinking about retiring and going, well, wait a minute, I don't even know how much I spend today or or what I've got coming in or going out. So, yeah, that's a good one. Which I
1: sincerely hope is not the case if you're already thinking about what age you're going to retire and then you're like, oh, wait, I should start budgeting for that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but. We hope not. Number one and number two, out of the way. Number three, lengthen your long-term plan.
0: And this, what they they meant in the list was, you know, that people are now living into their 90s. So uh, for a long time, we would work with clients and they would say, well, let's only plan for a 20-year retirement. You know, I had a client one time say, I only plan to live till age 82. I just go, I don't know how you came up with that number. Very specific. (laughs) But we are seeing advancements in medicine. I mean, Elon's announcing that they're going to start putting chips in people with this Neuralink thing. So... You know, I would just plan for a lot longer than uh, than what you think.
1: Stay alive for that, if nothing else. That's right. Number four, automate your savings.
0: I think this one happens now quite a bit with 401ks, don't you think? Once people sign up I for I mean, them. it
1: truly is, I feel like, automated.
0: Yeah, so I think that's happening. But if you don't have automated savings, it's just yep. out of sight, out of mind. And yeah, start that now.
1: So number five actually goes into, I think number four and number five are kind of the same. Put yourself first.
0: Well, it, it was pay, pay yourself. yourself first. It, you know, it's okay, Mel. Don't worry. I well, got I just you. feel
1: like they're so they are. They and shouldn't even be different ones. I feel like automate your savings, pay yourself first. I think it, this is one the of the same thing.
0: To me, this is one that the author of the article. No offense to the author of the article, but I think they probably came up with like forty two, and were like, how do I oh, squeeze yeah. in how three can, more? How can we
1: make this a nice round forty five. Because
0: yeah, pay yourself first is just another way of saying save. So it's you know kind of goes into. Some of the other ones are on the list, so I do feel like that was a filler one.
1: Okay, so with the filler ones in mind, number six is put extra money towards retirement savings.
0: This is another one of those filler ones.
1: I feel like these are all the same, four, five, and six.
0: I I agree with that. So, yes, put more money away towards your savings because now you can also do the catch-up contribution when you're in your 50s, so maybe that's what they mean, but either way, I do feel like those are the same.
1: So here's one with a different theme. Number seven, figure out your retirement income gap.
0: Now, we've covered this before. This is just figuring out what is your expected income in retirement, what are your expected expenses that you're going to have, and then figure out how much do your assets need to cover from there. So that's what they mean by the income gap, and it is important to know that going into retirement, you don't want to find that out when you are retired.
1: Yeah, you don't want to find that out when you're in the gap. No. (laughs) I mean, that seems pretty unfortunate. Number eight, consider a longevity annuity.
0: Yeah, I was... I was surprised that this was in the top ten. You know, as if you've been watching this channel or in this show for uh, since or we started listening. this, or listening. If you've if you've tuned in to us,
1: if you've been following along,
0: that's right. If you hit that subscribe <laughs> button, uh, then you know that we're not anti-annuity, but we're also not annuity proponents. Uh, you know, these have a time and a place, and they really are meant for a specific purchase, and they have. To, it, it's got to be something that is built into your long-term plan. So it's not saying that. This is a bad thing, but for every 50 something to know about in retirement, I don't know if it's applicable to every single 50 something. I think that is, you know, to me, I would just say uh, proceed with caution with things like that. You want to make sure that it fits into your overall retirement plan. And if it does, great. but don't just buy it just because some list because will you do.
1: think you should. That's yeah. definitely not a no. one-size fits all.
0: Absolutely. Those are very, very specific and they really should belong in a specific place within your overall financial plan.
1: Number eight. This one I think is great news. 70 is the new 65. For everybody who's aging, this is great news.
0: Yeah, this was interesting. 70 is the new 65. I think this is kind of the same thing as that, uh, you know, lengthen your long-term plan, you know, that people are living longer. I think this is just, maybe this list was really like 22 and a half or 23 and they're like how can we get it to 45 <laughs> mean, 45 is a long list I'm just 45 say, is a long list especially
1: with the top 10 and we've already found three that yeah. basically are the same and now
0: this is another one kind, kind of, of saying the in. same thing and so let's go through that last number 10. again we're
1: not knocking the list at all no. and with that in mind yes here is number 10 don't dip into your fi- retirement hold on let me start that over we're not going to edit <laughs> that out just so you know <laughs> don't dip into your retirement funds early
0: Yeah, so this is just... I feel
1: like that's self-explanatory.
0: It is, but you can look at this two ways. You know, there are ways you can tap into your retirement funds and avoid the early withdrawal penalty, but really this is looking at not just the fact that if you dip into them early, you could see a 10% penalty depending on your age, but also this takes away from that long-term compounding growth. So really there's two facets there that if you're dipping into your retirement funds you've got to make sure that it is for a very, very specific need and not just a additional savings account.
1: So that's the top 10. In the article, again, there were 45. So there's a few other notable ones in no particular order, but these are ones that stood out. Resist the urge to check your portfolio.
0: Yeah, this one I found interesting in the way they phrase it. They advise only checking it once or twice a year or emotions might kill your investments. Now, We talked previously that this was likely the year of the ostrich where everybody, yeah, but I don't think that you should only check your portfolio once or twice a year. Yes. Do I think checking it daily and stressing out over daily movements is not productive? Absolutely. But once or twice a year, you want to know what's in your portfolio. At least that's just my opinion. You want to know what's going on, that there's an overall strategy. And if you are working with an advisor, hopefully they're at least keeping you abreast of What's going on? How are you positioned? Because the market's changed quite a bit this year.
1: Absolutely. So there's kind of a sweet spot. Not every single day, but not the, you know, ostrich approach.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I was just in, i was just uh, fascinated that was in there. And, and, at and especially at, at that frequency, once or twice a year. I think you want to do it a little bit more frequently, especially if you're in your 50s. Because someone reading this, everybody, it says, 50 something. So I could be a 59 year old planning to retire at 60. You might want to check your portfolio more than once a year if retirement's a year away.
1: So with that in mind, here's another one that really just stood out to me as kind of like, a, I don't know how this made the list in the first place, but it's pay for healthcare with a reverse mortgage.
0: Yeah, this, I am just, I would love to talk to the author of the article to say, huh? Like, why is this on the list? Because one, Interest on reverse mortgages is higher than a traditional mortgage. You know, there's statistics out there to show that one in five people with a reverse mortgage go into default. Uh, you've got additional costs and fees that come from you know actually doing that reverse mortgage, and it can also impact your eligibility for needs-based retirement income, income like Medicaid or Supplemental Security Income. So, there's not really many reasons why I. Th- that's a good idea. And so I don't think that should be on the list. Should you know that it's an option? Yeah. But is it something that everybody should know and everybody should do is to earmark their reverse mortgage asset for health care? No. If you are in dire straits and you need at access to capital, then yeah, maybe you could look at But
1: Maybe. That big maybe. Big maybe. You'd have to exhaust all other options first. That's
0: right. I, I, this is... I am... I'm shocked this is on the list. Let's just say that.
1: So in keeping with the shocked theme, here's the, the biggest one that stood out to me. Don't let your children ruin your retirement.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they say, and this is a quote from the article, saving for retirement should come before paying for your adult kid's college tuition, mortgage, or other expenses. Remember, your children can always take out loans for college, cars, and houses, but you can't do the same for retirement. Don't let your kids become a financial burden in your golden years. Now, let's just say, I think,
1: that, I, I think that's obvious.
0: I do too. But the problem is, is that they contradict themselves because they say you can't take out a loan for retirement, but yet they, but just, they just say taking a reverse mortgage to pay for health care. So yeah, you want to make sure you're putting yourself first. And I know a lot of parents, they don't want their kids to go into college with this you know, massive or come out of college with this massive financial burden of a loan, but there's got to be a balance there. And unless your retirement plan is your kids going to college. and Unless you already
1: have that built in somewhere. I mean. Well,
0: but maybe some people's retirement plan is they're going to make sure their, their kids are taking care of them. I don't know. Maybe that is their investment. But I don't think that's likely. I really likely. hope they're smart. I, yeah, I, I really do too. Um, but I, that's not. I We're going to put ourselves first before our kids. I'm just letting you know that.
1: So before we go too far down that rabbit hole of uh, children and paying for them and yeah. retirement, because we differ a little bit on that, we're going to save you all from that argument.
0: We'll do that off camera.
1: Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about our retirement tips for 2023.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a year, hasn't it?
1: 2022 has definitely been a challenging year. I don't think anybody would argue that.
0: Yeah, so let's see. We had uh, record high inflation. Obviously, we had a bear market in stocks. Don't forget, Russia and Ukraine's going on.
1: And the slap heard around the world. Will Smith.
0: Oh, that's right. I mean, poor Chris That's Rock. a really big deal. That was, we had Elon, all this stuff going on with Twitter that's still going on. Right. That whole debacle right now with uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. So a lot of things happened this year, but let's face it, every year has its issues. And no matter what, one thing doesn't change. People still want to retire.
1: Absolutely. So with that in mind, here are some of our top tips. Number one, reassess your spending.
0: That's right. This is very important, especially because of what happened in the market. the The pullback in the market has really made what's called sequence of return risk a real thing right now. And if you don't remember, we've touched on this in previous episodes. But this is a risk of experiencing a market drop in the early years of retirement. And you know, here's a chart from Charles Schwab, and this chart shows what happens to uh, what happens to two investors who start with a million dollar portfolio. They take an initial withdrawal of $50,000 with a 2% inflation adjustment every single year after, but then they experience a 15% drop in portfolio value. The investor who faces a decline earlier in retirement runs out of money far sooner than an investor who does so later. So really what this is showing is that if you experience a major loss in the first few years of retirement, you're more likely to run out of money if you don't adjust your spending.
1: Because really, retirement spending should be flexible. It shouldn't be... I mean, you should have an idea in mind, like we've talked about, goals and a budget. All Mm -hmm. of that is very important. But at the same time, you have to be flexible.
0: You do. Having that flexibility, knowing that retirement spending is not like a salary. It's not like a straight line every single year where you get that steady increase of cost of living adjustment like you built in your retirement plan. Life doesn't operate like that. Retirement doesn't either. So... This is where that bucket strategy comes into play, Uh, and we've talked about this before, but keeping that one to two years of cash reserves on hand, and then three to five years in short-term investments will be important, but really use this time, especially early next year, to reassess how your spending is in retirement.
1: And tip number two, be prepared to retire early.
0: That's right. So the Employee Benefit Research Institute, they constantly do surveys. And what they found is that a significant percentage of American retirees leave the workforce earlier than they planned. Now, according to the survey, they say that over 30% of the people had to quit because of health problems. Uh, 30% say they expect to work till age 70, yet only 7% make it that far. Which is shocking because what did that other article did say? It
1: 65 is the new 70.
0: 70 is the new, yeah. Or
1: something. 70
0: is the new 65. It's so.
1: Either way, you get what we're trying to say there. I
0: really do think that other list, they were trying to squeeze into that 45. <laughs> Chop it down to 10. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe 15.
0: <laughs> maybe 15. Uh, another one, 25% say they were forced into early retirement by their companies. This is the important one I think you really want to prepare for because there is a lot of discussion about, about a potential recession. I know we've talked about it quite a bit. Right now, the entire yield curve is inverted, which is typically a leading indicator of a recession. You know, the Fed's still raising rates. I don't care if they're going from 75 down to 50, like they're talking about, it's still raising rates. And companies are now starting to lay off employees, and we're starting to see this outside of mega cap tech. So so what should people do, Mel?
1: So the general theme there is kind of, I think, to... Plan for the unexpected as best you can. I mean, we've gone into detail about that in previous episodes quite a bit, kind of stress testing your retirement portfolio, things like that. But if you're unprepared to retire and you're being forced into it, again, that kind of goes back to being flexible with your retirement. You have to be.
0: Well, and this gives you the opportunity to realize, okay, if something happened to me and I had to retire, you know, January 1st of 2023, well am I financially able to do that or what I need to start looking for a job immediately and then really start going through those worst case scenarios. I know it's not fun. Everybody wants to have everything be rainbows and sunshine out there, but well, naturally it's just not always that, you know, that's not always the case. And I've seen it so many times over the past 15 plus years of doing this, where people who are been in working at a company for 35 years, they get pushed out and then they have a hard time finding a job after that. So it's really making sure that you're looking at all those different scenarios now and planning for kind of the worst-case scenario.
1: Absolutely. So with that comes tip number three, maximize new saving limits.
0: So the IRS, they increase how much you can save by almost 10% into your 401K. So next year, you can save more than ever before. Uh, this year, it was $20,500. Next year, it'll be 22500
1: Every little bit helps.
0: It does. And if you are over the age of 50 you can now save up to $7,500 in a catch-up contribution, which is up $1,000. So if you're over 50, you can save $30,000 in your 401k, and that's not even including a match. So you can really, if you haven't started saving, you can really start making up some ground over the next couple of years because you know it looks like they're trying to get more aggressive into how much people can save and, and allowing for more there. Uh, and also the Roth IRA income phase-out, that range also increased. So for singles and head of household, it used to be so in twenty twenty two, one hundred twenty five, one hundred twenty nine thousand to one hundred forty four thousand. Now the new range for next year is going to be one hundred thirty eight to one hundred fifty three thousand, and then for married couples filing jointly, yeah. uh, that range was two hundred four thousand to two fourteen. It's going to two eighteen to two hundred twenty eight thousand. So
1: that's a nice increase.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's great to be able to save more when the market's down. I know everybody wants to shy away from it. I know there's the thought of, well, you know what? I don't want to save money and just watch it go down. But this is still, in a long-term period of time, it's still the best time to save because asset prices are lower. And at some point, what do we always say, Mel? At some point, the market will? Go back up. It will reach a new high at some point. When is that going to happen?
1: We have no idea.
0: No idea. Please, we just know. We have no idea. Um, so I
1: think, honestly, though, this our tips a little bit play back into the the top 10 at least. I mean, very much, granted, they had three that were the same. Pay yourself first, start saving, all of that. But that is one of the best things you can do. I mean, definitely take advantage of these new limits that are going to be coming out, I mean, and get on automated. Mm-hmm. But number one, stress test. Check it out. Right. Make sure you're saving enough. I mean, you, you can't prepare for something that you're not even thinking about.
0: Yeah, that is true. And so just... Before we uh, before we recap, we want to make sure make sure you hit that subscribe button, right, Mel? We Absolutely. Just, uh, Follow along with us. Yeah, because we're doing these once a week. We love coming together and doing these things where we're not, you know, arguing about our kids' college fund. Um, so, thank you for joining us on that. But we just want to recap for you the top three retirement tips for twenty twenty three. Mel, what do we got?
1: So we've got assess your spending, prepare to retire early, right. from your choice or or not, um, maximize your savings. And then we've got a bonus one. We
0: do have a bonus one. We haven't talked about investing really that much. And so you want to make sure that your portfolio is aligned with your goals and not just some strategy that's thrown together. Uh, Make sure that every investment in your portfolio has a purpose to help you achieve your retirement. And this is one that, yes, you want to do more than once or twice a year. But really, as we're getting ready to come upon year end, some people get to take some time off reassess how you're allocated. Are you taking the appropriate amount of risk based on your individual goals and not just some general, "Hey, I'm going to put this in there and throw a bunch of funds into my 401k." Make sure it really aligns with what you're trying to accomplish. So, so those are our top 3 retirement tips for 2023, and make sure you check out the video that we recently released on why I am finally optimistic on retirement. You don't want to miss
1: it. He's never optimistic. So you definitely want to check that out. So
0: check that out. We're going to link to that right here. So thank you for watching this and we'll see you in the next video.